Drive-by cinema. Three nachos and a foaming thermos of fun. It's Series 2, Episode 5 of Drive-by Cinema. And it's the same with Drive-by Cinema. I never thought we'd get this far. It looks like we've almost made it. So don't you try and fake it anymore, Richard. Hey, Paul, you know there's a factory record exhibition at the Museum of... Museum of Science and Aircraft. Industry in Manchester, yeah. The Museum of Science and a Spitfire, as I like to call it. Are you... That's all there is there. I mean, come on. You, know, you think it's going to be all the brilliant stuff that's been done at UMIST, and, uh, but all that brilliant you know, research is not celebrated at all, is it? It's just a Spitfire. Paul, when did you last visit the Museum of Science With and you, Industry? When you dragged me down there, hung over about 10 years ago, I think. Is it in Spittingfields? It's in Castlefield. Because uh, I, I, I know there are four parts to Manchester. Yeah. Oh, go on, name the four parts. Oh, and then there's, 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 there's Oldham. Right. There's Saddleworth. There's <laughs> yeah, Salford. Okay. And there's Sale. Yeah. So which of those four is it in? <laughs> you see, I've done my, done my homework here. Well, those are regions of Greater Manchester, oh, Greater Manchester yes, but they're not really districts of the centre of Manchester. Oh. So it's not called Spittingfields? No, it's in Castlefield, Castle which Fields. is the area where the Romans built the castle. I think that's why it's called that. Uh, it is beautiful down there, and not at all gentrified. Exhibition? or No, a factory exhibition at the... Yes. Please continue. At Mosey, yeah. So if you were planning to go, Paul, if I was planning I'd to Mosey on to down. go with you. Exactly, yeah. Okay, we'll do it this way. I'll come and visit Manchester, and then you can come and visit Blackpool. I'm all on board for that. Yeah, fully, fully, uh, full steam ahead. On do that do you? I mean, you might have very impressive medieval, medieval pubs next, but, to, next to the cathedral. But do you have horse-drawn carriages that look like something out of Cinderella? Look like something out of Cinderella. Uh, the. A, a little girl's dream yes. of what a Cinderella might be. Well, it's all if it happened in Blackpool with pink and purple fairy lights draped all over them, and perspex and wrought iron. Hey, hey, slow down, slow down! Don't break the dream. Do you know there's a Disney color, the Disney green, where they paint things that are necessary in the parks that have functional value but don't have aesthetic value. They paint it the Disney green, so right. that it blends and you don't notice. You know the fire hydrants or the. The you know ugly aspects to to the side of a building, right? And you you can't see this green. It's you invisible. See, well, you can see it. But obviously, your, your brain kind of decides it's not tunes very, it out. Tunes it out. Yeah, yeah. Probably in the induction process that the guests go through. You know, you're supposed to tune out the perspex, Richard, on those beautiful, beautiful, faithfully rendered Cinderella carriages. If they put the guests in a special room, you know, that had that green everywhere for a few hours. They probably wouldn't be able to see it, would they, when they went through the park? They probably they would have exhausted the neurons that fire for that particular colour. It's Paul. Did you watch the Interceptor? No. No. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter because last in the last episode I edited out us talking about the Interceptor. So, well, we were talking about old TV programs, you know, the Adventure Game and Treasure Hunt and the Crystal Maze, and I was raving about the Interceptor, and I tried to get you to watch it, but you didn't. But it's great. It's a great show, Paul. Was it you called Nightlaw or Nightmare? Nightmare. That was a good one. That was a bit later, though, because that required 
computer graphics for them to overlay. It did rather, yeah. <laughs> I would like to see how they played it. They were just stood in a little room, yeah. But well, they had a helmet on, they couldn't see. But they were in a green screen or something oh, wow. similar, weren't they? They they were completely blind. Their friends were telling them where to move their hands. That's that's right, yeah. Not really enjoyable gameplay, is it? Anyway, Richard, so the Interceptor is a classic. I I did see bits of it, I think. Yes. Yeah. Well I forced you to see bits of it, but I encouraged you to see the whole thing and you did not. I didn't know. No. But I did watch it originally, like way back, thirty years ago. And it's Annabelle Croft. Yeah, it is Annabelle um, Croft. She of the uh, cut glass pronunciation. Uh, and uh, she, is she in a helicopter? No, she's not. Somebody else is in a helicopter for her. She's she's progressed in the world. Somebody else is in the helicopter for her. That's right. She's the base guy. She's got the big map, and she's telling the contestants where to go. And they're not in a helicopter either. They're running around the countryside. The guy in the helicopter is the adversary, the interceptor. Yeah, what it is. Zapping the contestants. That's right. They, they, escaped, they escaped from Laser Quest with the packs on. Didn't return the packs. He's chasing the country to try, to try and get their packs back, their Laser Quest packs back. Is that right? Something like that? You've got roughly the right idea, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I was trying to say that it, it was the first bit of scripted reality TV. Because, yes, very good point. You know, you, it is a game show, and I'm not saying that it was a setup, but if you watch the show, there's a 40-minute countdown. Right. But, that's not real time. You know, that's added afterwards. You know, it took them all day to film it and they pause and do, all, you know, do setup shots and stuff like that. Because it's very difficult to film. You know, they've got two contestants separated miles apart. They've got Annabelle Croft in the base area and they've got the interceptor who is in a helicopter but can freely get out, run around the countryside, get on his motorbike. So if you imagine how you cover all that with cameras and have cameramen... And presumably he can continue moving while they said to contestants, freeze, don't move, the clock stopped kind of thing. I mean, do they, does he have to like drop out of the sky every time they stop the clock or what? I don't know. In I a holding know. pattern, please. Uh, annoyingly circle the helicopter above these houses for 25 minutes. Thank you. But, you know, they have to set up some kind of dramatic sort of tension for the whole thing. So... You know, the Interceptor will swap between the two contestants and zap them, you know, then go to the other guy. And I'm sure, you know, setting all that up and getting those shots right must have taken a while. So it, it's not filmed as it was live. It's sort of put together. As is the idea that Annabelle says at the start, you'll find things, sort of transportation modes, that you'll be able to beg, steal, or borrow, borrow along your way. Yeah. And obviously they're kind of placed there. They've been set up by the production team. So there'll be, you know, open top like Land Rovers or tractors with trailers on the back or trucks that they can sit in the back of because they want them out in the open so that the Interceptor can spot them from afar in the helicopter and zap them with his zap gun. Be ah. no use if they were in, in a, a vehicle with a roof. Would it? So, so these are essentially poison gift horses. In a way, yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure about the uh, the bikes that one lady got on I just thought she might have just nicked the bike that happened to be there. But I guess there were two. <laughs> and the cameraman had to be on one of the bikes. So, you know. It's well worth seeing. I've just got to recommend it to people. 
Paul. Yes. I think it's time to talk it about is. the film. Time to talk about today's movie, which is, well, it depends where you're reviewing this. It's either The Den or it is Hacked from 2013. Musical Sting. Yes, so two names. So, here's a question. Are they the same film? Did we both watch the same movie? They are the same film because when you order it on Amazon Prime, it lists as ah. The Den, then you press but play, and its name changes to the top of the screen. Hacked. hacked. So, I don't know what's going on there. but Well, Hacked is a better name, isn't it? Because The Den doesn't really express what the film is about. Let's just recap the plot. Yes. Which I've got to say is a bit strange. So we've got a young woman who is, she's a researcher, isn't she? She's a student she's doing not, well, research. She's, she's not, well, she she was a student doing her, doing, you know, whatever, her, 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 her PhD or maybe her, some sort of postdoctoral. But then suddenly at the beginning of the movie, she becomes a fully paid, fully financed researcher for the university. In fact, it's a moment of tension for her. Is she going to get the funding or not? Yeah, so she needs, apparently, a grant to start her research, which involves schlepping around in her underwear for, was it a month? While she goes online and chats to people every day on this online chat service. So uh, her her field of speciality is uh, social studies. So, uh, So, as you say, as you quite rightly point out, she's going to be going online and taking part in the online activities, not like we do for one or two hours a day, but all day for a month. And she's going to be documenting a month here. And she's going to be documenting it in detail. Not really, though, is she? We see her documentation and what she does. And not all the time, like only when she can be asked. She fills out a little spreadsheet just saying who it was, male or female, and whether they showed her a willy or not, and a few other little details. Not really... Uh, not, I wouldn't have thought research material. I, if I was on that board, I would be a bit disappointed with, you know, what the material she was eliciting from this whole project. How about? Okay, so yeah, not very much detail, Paul, that I saw a recording there. Well, not much of a thesis been- or, a, or a hypothesis, really. When you think about it. She didn't really present one, did she? No. She said, no. "I'd just like to didn't... understand this. It's a new field and it's a new area, and I'm sure it's it's a direction we'd like the course to go." So, I guess all those people on the board giving her that money, they perhaps don't have the ability to log onto the internet, or have never. Well, it was 2013, used. and after she gets the funding, we do see her put her headphones on and do a dance around the bedroom to a playlist. She has several playlists, one of which is party playlist that she puts on. She's very happy. Uh, And this is carefully curated music on some sort of media player. So that's behaviour we don't see anymore, really, is it? Really? I don't know. I have a party playlist. But is it on Spotify? Yes, it's on Spotify. Exactly. And you could search for any music on Spotify. So like, oh, I want my really happy music. I just press search and play kind of thing. Or I'd search for a playlist kind of thing. 
So just to explain, the den that she's going to be using for this research is this in fictional invented internet chat service. And the way it seems to work is a bit like the service called Omegle. It is exactly like Omegle. And I don't think Omegle existed in 2013. I don't think instant video chat of a random swipe left, swipe right nature existed back then. So pretty... I don't know, some foresight foresight involved here, I think. But it's not totally like Omegle because you can friend people and then carry on the conversation. On Omegle, there's no such idea of friends. It's all random. It's all random willies, yeah. Yeah. So she can also see who is the friend of her friends as well. You can look at a person's profile. And of course, you, you can chat to them at any time. So... Uh, it's text chat, yes, but it's also a video chat. And the ability and to stalk. And it can be used on your computer, but also clearly also on your phone, because she does carry it around portable fashion, doesn't she, as well? Now, this film is, is filmed entirely in a format that I've seen described as a screen film. I think that's what the word is. I saw it in one review as very silly. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree. With, idea, I don't necessarily agree with that opinion, but there you go. I mean. So the idea behind a screen film is it's a, a movie made entirely looking at someone's computer screen. Yes. So like a found footage film has this former idea that it's you know someone's video recorder that they've picked up or something. A, a screen film format movie. And it's not a genre, because you could do any kind of film in this way. You could do a rom-com, you could do a horror, as this is, you know, a thriller. But it's just a mechanism, isn't it? It's a format where it's framed around this idea, an invented idea, it's not true, but it, it it's as if it's taken from someone's screen at all times. So, I mean, yeah. Exploratory, I think, to be commended, but perhaps a little restrictive in terms of what you could implement and get across with with this decision. I don't know if you agree with that or not, Rich. Well, I mean, they play fast and loose with it because, as I say, she ends up taking a phone with her. And it feels a lot like that Housing Nottingham film that we watched as well, doesn't it? Which was similar. So they don't remain completely connected to the desktop screen. We are also seeing things that you might witness. I suppose it could be that she's got the phone and somebody else is she's watching She's got the her, phone and she's idea. running with the phone. Um, you know, you can see behind her that kind of thing. So they have to step out of the, 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 the constrictions of, of, of screen filming, I think. Well, they don't. They don't actually... But they stretch it very far, and I'll come back to that later. Because there are a couple of moments where I think it's actually a part of the story that that happens, you, that you realise that it's not, you know, it's not her filming it anymore, kind of thing. But it's it's not all that clear, really, and it is certainly a restriction for them. And once again, just like the just like the bloody grizzly man. I decided to pay for this in high def. <laughs> Stop! Oh, Richard! Oh, you're cursed! I'm sure my bad luck is rubbing off on you. 
I've had terrible. But, I've had terrible these past eighteen months, and nobody else deserves it. But yeah, you should stop spending even virtual time around me. So you have, <laughs> yeah, you paid how much for it? I don't know. It's only a couple of quid more for the high def version. And it's only ninety nine pence anyway. So oh, maybe I paid a lot more then. <laughs> So she's just going to go online, chat to random strangers, and document. Very loosely document. And then presume she's going to write... This is the kind of research that, to my mind, you might undertake if you're about to write a magazine article. Not like a full-blown academic study. Ah, so you're not familiar with the social studies, Richard. (laughs) I'm potentially angering listeners there, but... Are you saying you're casting aspersions on the rigour of the social studies yes. discipline? There's usually one person in person in the department that understands statistics, isn't there? And so they're, they're so. busy people, you know. <laughs> uh, but she's not recording a, qualit- a quantitative analysis here. She's not really doing numbers. It's categorical I mean, data, though. She- and categorical data, you know, still needs to be... You know, the sample bias. She does nothing about sample bias. She just stays on there for 24 hours a day. That's yeah, that's completely wrong, because obviously there are more users at certain times, and therefore she needs to she needs to weight her samples towards those busy times. It's terrible. And she goes back and chats to people she's chatted to before. Yes. She doesn't, like, match them randomly. That is like taking... That's replacing replacing the die in the roulette wheel kind of thing, isn't it? But I guess she's so into it anyway that she's doing it for work and for leisure, isn't she? She's not, you know, she's not purely doing it. She doesn't record everything on that spreadsheet, does she? That's the point, I think. So you say it's not p-value hacking that she's doing? Well, it is, though, isn't it? Because probably if there was anything that happened in her social time on it, she would decide to to record it, wouldn't she? If there's... So what happens to Elizabeth? Well, all kinds of horrible uh, she doesn't have a nice time in this movie, as do very few people. I mean, uh, what happens is she goes on this site and she gets to know everybody on there. And she gets to know all the people, you know, doing funny things with inflated, inflatable penises and that kind of thing. And she, she bears it all and she takes the study notes. But there's one thing that keeps recurring, and that is she swipes to get this uh, to get this account that has no live video, uh, just a... You know, just a portrait photo. And it's somebody who only wants to communicate by text type. So, so yeah, this is kind of strange and not strange. Uh, and uh, she tries to communicate with them. And nothing really. So, so that's how it begins. Elizabeth's username on the den is Elizabeth B, but it's like a beta B. Or is it like... I couldn't work out that it's a beta or that double S character that ger- the Germans have. Oh, is it I never saw that. character. You didn't know it's Elizabeth B on the end? Yeah. Oh. Not worth commenting on then, is it, if you didn't see it? But anyway, so to celebrate or whatever, she gets her friend Jenny over. And they say, this is the other thing about her research. She brings her friend on board and they have they can't decide if they're going to drink beer or wine, which is weird. Why not choose whatever you want to drink? That was a very white moment in the movie, wasn't it? Uh, so they drink the same drink 
and kind of party and do her work at the same time. And this is the first time they encounter the stranger whose webcam isn't working. Is it her sister who no. she has a discussion with? Well, her sister's pregnant. And that's not Jenny. Someone was talking about like waiting for their satellite to be connected. Oh. And she berated them for, you know, why don't you get with, get with the program, get the internet instead. Which I thought, again, for 2013 was very forward-thinking because, of course, these days, who would want to get a satellite dish fitted when you can download all these movies from online? <laughs> Sorry, so where was I? So, anyway, um, I think... I You're think more of a satellite guy, aren't you? I am, definitely, thing. yes. yes. <laughs> Elizabeth heads off maybe to pour a drink, and when she's away, uh, the person who has no webcam suddenly turns nasty and starts sending nasty messages two to Jenny there we go Elizabeth's friend Jenny now not long afterwards suddenly the webcam starts working and Elizabeth has to witness the the portrait the woman in the portrait of the you know the um, of the account uh, being being murdered by having her throat quite violently slipped uh, it was quite shocking because you know there's no hint that the horror is going to come, uh, and uh, yeah, she's, she's murdered or seemingly murdered on screen, and of course Elizabeth gets a police round and they say, well, it's most likely some some sort of fake snuff movie. Don't worry too much about it, and uh, that's it pretty much. They go away. She goes back on Ami- the this version of Amigo the Den, and uh, then she suddenly finds three people playing Russian roulette live on her feed and one of them gets a bullet in the head but it is a fake so maybe at this point she's in two minds as to what to do moving forward having witnessed this this online murder that was quite a good bit actually that in fact the the murder and yeah the the russian roulette bit that just juxtaposes that with a with another hoax i thought that was quite good that was good yeah the hoax there are lots of elements of this film that are really quite good and yet the filmmaker the director, I think one of the writers at least, uh, Zachary Donahoe. Donahue? Donahoe? Yeah, never to be heard of again. Never to be heard of again. This is the only thing he's done. Well, he's moved on, it seems, according to his IMDb profile now, to the lofty heights of production assistant in, in some other stuff. But probably better but paid. Yeah. Now, Elizabeth has a boyfriend who's a bit crap. Now, the boyfriend is called Damien, but I'm not sure what the hacker friend is called. Let's call him hacker friend. Guess what? While Damien is chatting with Elizabeth, all of a sudden, with her, when her back is turned, Damien disappears from 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 view, and she realizes that he's been abducted. And the same thing happens to her friend Jenny, doesn't it? Oh, uh, and he takes her away to where we don't know, but Jenny disappears too. It's at about this point, by the way, that you start to realize that the screen you're watching is not as if you're watching Jenny's screen through her camera so much, it's really that you're watching the hacker and what they're viewing, I think. Yes. That's the feeling that I'm getting. Because the screen goes kind of goes rainbowy and fuzzy for a few seconds between cuts. Yeah, yeah. But also but also you're we're starting to view like a voyeur kind of thing. You're starting to see things that maybe Jenny's not seeing. 
There's a moment where you're seeing a murder on the bed, or not a murder, but somebody being abducted, thrown onto the bed, and then um, I think I think she shows up there to try and find. I think it's Jenny's place, maybe or something. And everything is back to normal. Like the bed has been made, so like the the, the leather-faced masked attacker has taken the trouble to make the bed, which that's probably what it would take. For me to make the bed, actually, would be trying to cover up a major crime. <laughs> that might persuade me to make the bed. There's no point in making the bed, is there? There is very little point in making the bed. Yeah. What's the point of it? And what is a comforter, anyway? Ah. I think it's the heavy have... kind of blanket that we don't use anymore in the UK. You know when there's a thunderstorm and dogs get a bit anxious? Yeah. You know you can buy these special jackets for dogs... To sort of calm them down in thunderstorms. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's so that's quite... fabulous marketing. Whoever thought of that? <laughs> no, they work. They work. They're quite tight. They kind of squeeze. They hug the dog, and a lot of dogs, particularly anxious dogs, like the feeling of being kind of squeezed and constricted in that way, and it calms them down. It calms them down in a thunderstorm. And I wondered whether. Those heavy blankets are doing that for humans, and that's maybe why they're called a comforter. At about this time, Elizabeth... Elizabeth gets a message. Oh. From her tutor. Well, oh yes, yes, she does get a message from her tutor. Yes, thank you. Not only is she witnessing a murder and all her friends are disappearing, but the review board of her research (laughs) grant are a bit upset... For some reason, I don't know why, they've suddenly decided that funding a woman to chat online for several weeks is maybe not working out the way they'd hoped. Well, it's, I don't know what they were hoping for. They got, they got, a, they received a, 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 an unsolicited email from her. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the hacker had sent, had emailed all her academic board with her video of her oral sex session, didn't they? She then receives a message indicating, I think it's a video link showing that her pregnant sister's Lynn's home has been breached, presumably by the masked hacker again. And uh, Elizabeth, I think she runs from her own home and tries to call the police. And and at some point you're seeing from behind the intruders, aren't you? And then you see her being attacked, and you're actually seeing a shot from the side, and you wouldn't notice it. It's subtle because we're so used to the normal vocabulary of film. You don't notice when the perspective changes. That seems like a normal film thing to do. But in the context of this film, the perspective changing means somebody else has got a camera or a phone or something and is on the den broadcasting, right? Um, So if you think about it, and I had to rewind it and figure this out, but if you think about it, it kind of indicates that there are two people attacking her because somebody has to be videoing one attacker attacking her sister. And as he finishes and walks out of the house, but then that police guy holding the camera goes to back to his car. And so, yeah, you're led to believe that a policeman is in on this, but there must be two people at least at this stage. Did you not pick up on that? I didn't at this point. Later I did. But not at this point. Of course. Later it becomes obvious. The other strange thing about that attacker is he was wearing fingerless gloves. 
Which is a strange, <laughs> strange choice, point, isn't yeah, it? For, yeah. but maybe his palms were cold. Give you a few of my fingerprints, but not all of them. You know, I'll put you on the right track, everybody. Uh, I don't know what the, 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 the basis of that was. Highly confident, though. You know, and also very, very, very able to manipulate. You know, he he fakes Jenny's death as a suicide kind of thing. She writes. He manages to write a suicide note from her, sent to sent to Elizabeth, and uh, slowly bleeds her in the bath. So yeah. There's also a bit where she's been sent a video. She's got a video of because she's recording all of her interactions, so that she can I don't know go back and analyze them again later. Maybe maybe that's what half the funding money is for. But she has got recording of a session with. Her boyfriend that's got all of these like blurry fuzzy bits pixelated bits happening from time to time as the image breaks up and she gets a, an application and denoises the video file this is a bit weak it's a bit blade runner isn't it isn't it where she kind of enhances the image and she manages to resolve uh, sort of the chin of someone behind her boyfriend's <laughs> face. And she shows this to the police and finally they take her seriously at that point, I think. Yeah. Which is baffling. I mean, it's just a person standing behind somebody else doesn't prove anything, does it? Right, so cut to the chase. Uh, you think at this point she'd be emotionally just so strung out it would be unbelievable. Everybody's dead in her life or abducted. <laughs> and nothing's been done about it. But strangely, she manages to sort of soldier on. So so well done there, Elizabeth. Uh, she leaves the crime scene of, of, her, of her sister's home and, and drives home. And of course, now the perpetrator's the perp's follower. So when she gets home, she gets abducted too. Cut a long story short. And she gets taken to like an abandoned factory or warehouse or something, doesn't she? Which I thought she was the up- eponymous den, but obviously the den was also the name of the, the, the software that she she was using. She gets chained to a radiator by her feet uh, in this filthy, disused place. GoPro. She gets a GoPro put on her head. It's not a GoPro, Paul. Oh. It's like a webcam. It's a Logitech or something. Oh. And they've rigged it up and bolted it to her head, you know, with a really tight band around the top of her head. It is. And then she sort of video links up with, with Damien, her boyfriend, and Max, her hacker friend. Not the hacker put, but her hacker friend. And uh, and uh, we see Max being strangulated with the plastic bag over the head. Yeah, her friends are being tortured. They're not necessarily being killed, are they, actually? But they're certainly being held against their will and tortured. She manages to escape, though, doesn't she? She chokes out the guard yeah, who arrives. I wasn't watching this bit carefully. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Well, she used the chain of that she'd been chained up to the radiator with, and she wrapped it around his neck. Oh, okay. And she, you know, she just get, this is a big fight, basically. And she grabs his knife, runs out. Then hammer. And there's, a, there's a very tense sequence as she's running through these different... It's, I thought this bit was was good. It was really tense and scary. Yes. It's a very atmospheric location. She's got this stupid light and a camera on her head, and she's at some points where she's trying to hide just to cover up the light. But you, you can see through her eyes, as it were, as we see through her Logitech, 
exactly, you know, what she's seeing. It's it's really well done. You're also seeing CCTV like images as well from the the building that she's in. Yeah, so she moves from knife to hammer and then car. She gets out of the complex and manages somehow to get into one of their cars. She's I mean, she's a, a tough lady. Yeah. She fights off lots of guys, doesn't she, with a hammer. She goes through several of them. Yeah. Hats off to her. Somewhat unbelievably. But... <laughs> Somewhat unbelievably. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, Generally, the scene itself is really well paced and you're kind of rooting for her. And uh, yeah, it's well done. It's really well done. The jerkiness of the footage, you know, makes makes that information deficit just about right. You know, you can follow what's going on, but it's like you want to peep around the corner of all this all this jerkiness, but you can't quite see what's going to happen next. So it, it does really help build the suspense. She jumps in a car, doesn't she? But they still Heads get down her, the mountain. She? Yeah, she blindsided gets by a jeep or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So presumably she's taken back and chained up once more. And then we get the final shot of the film where it turns out that a guy is watching this on a website where there's a whole gallery of different people being harassed and tortured and stuff. And he's clicking on a preview of kind of the next one along, as it were. Who is which Brienne is, from the UK. Yeah. It's a lady that Elizabeth had chatted to earlier and they'd had a pleasant conversation earlier in her experiment. And now she's continued she, to chat to whom she imagines is Elizabeth, but actually she's chatting to the masked hacker who has taken over Elizabeth's account in the same way that uh, you know Elizabeth was chatting to the lady with no webcam before. The cycle of abuse continues. That this is all a commercial enterprise, a sort of snuff movie but website. real murders. Where well, no one was killed, actually. Or Well, most of them weren't killed, were they? they Jenny were was killed. kept alive. Tortured. Was she, though? Yeah. Oh, yes, she, she died was, in yes. the bath. In the, in the bath. Yeah. Seemingly by her own hand. Yeah. Uh, but the others weren't killed. They were just being kept, weren't they? Well, I because mean... Because the last shot you saw of Elizabeth, she was being strung up. She was hung. But uh, they cut her down before she actually died. Really? Uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, and then he clicked away. What about Max being suffocated? He does seem to be pretty much far gone. I mean, easy to fake, perhaps, but... I think they're keeping them alive so that they can sell more snuff streams to their paying customers, aren't they? I see. Be crazy to kill your source of your content, wouldn't you? And presumably, you know, that, that ending was, if... If this had been successful, that would have been a nice segue to The Den Part 2 for Zachary Donahue, uh, who wrote and directed this movie, but it, it never it never took off. Fairly big budget, don't you think? I, I don't think you can make this for much less than a million. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can do it all in someone's bedroom with a webcam, can't you? The irony is, though, right, as that... Um fake sequence where the group of people pretend they're playing Russian roulette and one of them blows their head off. Obviously, it's quite convincing. I mean, after all, it's a scene filmed by a movie company pretending to be people filming a scene for a web chat. But clearly you could do snuff movies 
that were convincing without having to actually, you know, undertake criminal enterprises, which would be surely a much better business kind of decision. I think that's most mostly, most snuff movies are fake, aren't they? On the internet, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think police have said that there's really very little evidence that snuff movies are are a real thing. Certainly circulating. I mean, there are films of horrible things, of course, but that's not what we mean by a snuff movie, I don't think. But the way this vision of the internet as being a place that's mostly almost entirely horrible and very much out of our control and very much out of our jurisdiction... Uh, I don't think the internet's panned out like that. Uh, apart from maybe, you know, the dark web in uh, child sex movies. I think it, that's an area that's very comparable to what happened here. People colluding to create a world where they're kind of impervious to the laws of, 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 of the upside world kind of thing. And... And yeah, I think that there there are there are strong parallels there. But for the rest of the the internet, it's not really the kind of place where you can shut yourself off and and not be bound by the rules of society entirely, is it? Or maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, well, you can't imagine another easy way to distribute illegal content to people, can you? So. I think in that limited sense, the internet is is like that. Uh-huh. It, it, the internet is as seedy as the seediest part of any city, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it would be weird if it wasn't, in fact. Um, but I think what you're saying is there's a bit more accountability than perhaps this movie is trying to express. Because there were several people involved. Well, maybe that's the answer, though. It's not just one person doing this. Clearly, this this den thing, because at the end she's escaping from this place as we've described. But what we didn't really mention is there were lots of them. You know, there's not just one or two or three of them. There were many, many of them. You know, we said that she hit lots of people with a hammer, <laughs> but people were turning up in cars and stuff with balaclavas on. One thing about that is, of course, a lot of them were wearing these like Hessian masks, very scary looking, with just a you know, gash for the mouth and, you know, holes for eyes. And you could just see black in their eyes. But the thing about those kind of masks, and to an extent the leather latex mask you were talking about wearing for the hunt, is if you, if you want to look the way they did, yeah, you'd have to not only put the mask on, you'd have to also wear black eye makeup. <laughs> so, when you took the mask off, you'd look a bit of a div, wouldn't you? You would, yeah. Yeah. They hadn't really thought that through. They'd have to carry makeup remover around with them all the time. Yeah, I mean, mascara. Is it mascara they'd have to put on? It's a bugger to get off, isn't it? I mean. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to be wiping at it for a while. Like they'd still be black in the circles. Office. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, they'd look ridiculous. Worse than Fight Club, you know. Hadn't Hiding his bruises as he, as he presses the photocopier button. No. <laughs> have to come with giant sunglasses on or, or those sort of uh, sunbed patches that you put on your eyes. Let's talk about the acting, Paul. Oh, yeah, let's get to scores. Well, here's the problem I have, is that she just ha- oh. she handled all this death, and I think she was fairly convinced that everyone was dead, just a little bit too well. We never oh, maybe re- she did it. Oh, no, she didn't. <laughs> we never really had a breakdown, did we, at all? We never really had a moment where 
it was all a bit too much. She, yeah, she always looked quite well made up. There was one moment where she was really at the end of a chain where she didn't put any lipstick on. But apart from that, yeah. She was always always office ready, you know. And I just... The, the lack of emotional breadth in how you would respond to a series of existential crises like this. I, I don't think... I don't. Think, you didn't buy it. I didn't buy it, no. For you, it didn't work. But then again, did... Was she convincing? Because it was mostly her. Let's be honest. Uh, was it was she, mostly her. Mostly, yeah. Was she convincing in the in the fright scenes, in the, in, the, in the chase scenes, in in in, in the jump scare scenes, uh, scenes? Yeah, yeah, she was. Yes, she was. Yeah, yeah. So a seesaw of a judgment here on her acting. And you're going to give her seven, quite high in the end. Because I mean, I don't think it was intended to be a film about psychological insight, was it? It was meant to be a scary movie. So. So I'm putting the balance to that side. How about you, Rich? What do you think? I I think it does depend on her. <coughs> it does depend on her. She obviously is front and centre almost all the film. Yeah. Uh, I would give her an eight. I would give wow. the rest of the cast a six. So on balance, I think a seven is a fair score. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on now to plot and storyline and, and whatnot. Hmm. Well, Do you want to go first does this Rich? make sense as a story? Uh, I suppose it kind of, it kind of does. There's obviously has to be some grand conspiracy behind it all, though, which isn't quite right, is it? And it also hooks and itself I, on on two or three critical, clever twists that either you like or you don't. I also don't buy the whole research get-up thing. I just don't buy it. It seems silly to me that you'd get a grant to do this. With such flimsy pretext, but <laughs> yeah. you, you seem to think that's that's part of the course in social studies. So, no, I was only hoping to rabble rouse, rouse any of our potential social studies listeners. Uh, yeah, I mean that's weak, isn't it? The whole the whole backstory for her being on there and chatting to naked teenagers and naked uh, lonely men, but it's quite well observed, though, as you say, and probably given its time period. It is a bit prescient for some of this stuff. So, hmm. I'll give it a six. Yeah. I mean, what I like was a little twist, you know, where the hacker hacks her system and therefore records her having sex and that kind of stuff, uses her hack system to, to contact people within her circle and thereby get her to turn up at the house so that they can follow her home kind of thing. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, and uh, it made me think because often I've had friends saying, "Oh, I'm just calling you from another number," kind of thing, or a messenger for I'm mess oh, I'm out of town. I'm just messaging you from another number, and then I, I have I passed on details. What if it's not them, kind of thing? You sent them money, Paul. No, no, just- you send them. You send them Western Union, did you? <laughs> no. How no, much did you send them? Oh, where does you know? Where does where does Fanny live again? Oh, she lives on whatever road, you know. I may have passed it to a complete stranger. Oh my! I don't God. think I did do because I would later have found out that Fanny had disappeared and she didn't do. But you know, what I mean, it's like there there are so many ways in. I like that. So I didn't I didn't that didn't come across as fake the way that he got in and then got further because he pretended to be her or he took over her account. And I, I like the full circle thing. I don't I don't think that was too far fetched. 
that uh, the way that he got into her account or the way he first contacted her is what he's doing for the next victim kind of thing, for the next victim in the UK. So all that kind of stuff I thought was quite well constructed and quite convincing. It's just the number of deaths, the fact that police don't get involved on any real level at all, uh, that for me was the bit where I was waiting for it to be a bit more plausible. Well, one of the policemen got killed. He did, yeah, yeah. So what are you going to give it? For plot altogether, I'm going to give it a five. Sorry about that. All right, for scariness then, as it's a horror movie. So what did you plot it as? I gave it a six. Six, okay. Scariness, yeah, there were several moments where behind you and he turns out to be at a different door, that kind of thing. From the middle of the beginning to the middle of the movie, just as he's intruding into these various homes, that I thought was really effective. I was... I, I was literally goosebumped once or twice during this during the first part of the movie. The excitement at the end was more visceral. It wasn't scary anymore. It was more a chase scene. Uh, Thriller, yeah. It was it was more a thrill rather than an expectation of a jump, but still very effective. I think this is the strongest part of the movie. I'm going to give it an eight. I'd agree with you. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by all of this. There's plenty that could be naff about this film, but it actually pulled it off in general. So, uh, yeah, I'll certainly... Look, it's not super scary, but it's also not trying to be supernatural. Yeah, you know, an eight is perfectly fair. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that, yeah. Now, a few weeks ago, a few weeks back, a few weeks ago back, what am I saying? A few weeks ago, or a few weeks back, we watched Extracurricular, where they did have a signed social studies club. Yeah. So I think our final score should be social studies club. How well were... The, was hacking, snuff movies, voyeurism, these contemporary concerns. How well were they represented in this movie, Richard, and how convincingly? Yeah, I was thinking we should have a category, certainly, where we judge the computer realism, which I think you are including in here. All of this stuff can definitely happen, right? The hacking that's portrayed, perfectly, perfectly plausible. You know, there are rats remote access terminal programs which uh, can be inserted as um, Trojan horses. Uh, You know, someone sends you a file or even worse, a link and you click on that file to look look at it or click on the link and the website loads some executable code and then they can do anything on your computer. Well, that's just one way. Have you ever been hacked, Paul? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I got the classic oh, wow. one. I got the classic one with the countdown. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. And, you know, it, you, your computer's just taken over. You get the sort of uh, terminal terminal kind of, uh, what am I saying? Command, command prompt kind of screen. You know, it goes, to, goes back to DOS kind of thing with a countdown yeah. saying, you know, give us some money. Uh, and I didn't do it and my computer was wiped. Ooh. Wow. No, this was back... In, I just bought myself a 1T external hard drive. This was back in the days of 2014, before the cloud. The cloud existed, but uh, I wasn't on the cloud at the time. I just bought myself a 1T hard drive. But I, I hadn't got the connector, because it needed a big fat... It was USB one side <laughs> and, and some sort of weird HDMI on the other. I don't know what was going on there. And I hadn't got the connector. 
And so I hadn't backed up my computer. It was a firewire, wasn't it? I can't Probably. remember, but I lost everything. I lost all my photos oh, from 19... 1996 no. when I digitized them all. Afterwards, you oh. know, don't need to digitize all the way to 2015. Everything gone. We're not tempted to pay up. Well, after the timeline disappeared, the phone number disappeared too because my computer just went blank. Because <laughs> generally speaking, you know, they do unlock. They do work if you pay the money. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're quite, they're quite businesslike about it. How about you? Have you been hacked in any way? Yes, I have been hacked, and it prompted me to immediately find out how it was done. Wow! And then I hacked somebody else to see how it all worked. Uh, did, did you I hack him in a brief... nice way? You, did you white wizard them? Was I a white hat hacker? Yeah. Hmm. That's I, I not mean, the KKK, by the way. Look, I was only, I was only, what's the word? Satisfying my curiosity about it. How it would, how about, how they gone and done that magic trick? How they done it? What could you do? You know, what what did it let you do, etc. So, without Im- uh, without implicating yourself, Richard, did, was it easy to do or not? Oh, it's childishly simple. Childishly mm. simple. Because you only have the, to live in a country that doesn't have a jurisdiction for arresting you to do this, and you can do it. Yeah, and, and, and that's assuming that's assuming there's going to be any real mechanism for finding you. I mean, certainly when I did it. Well, I wouldn't know, do it in the no, middle of no, Northampton. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't base myself in the middle of Northampton, sure, that kind of thing, because <laughs> the British police might turn up at your doorstep. They might do, yeah. Potentially, and certainly. It depends where and who you hack. Of course, there are plenty of. Hackers have been found in this country and in the US. But I think generally you probably need to be doing some real damage or or hacking, you know, a government system before they would take real notice. I think if you're just hacking one person's computer, you'd probably get away with it. But, you know, you can do anything. Once you once you've got a piece of once you've got a remote access piece of software on their machine, they there's no way they can ever know that it's safe again unless they wipe it and restart, uh, completely restart from scratch. So, yeah, it'd be very easy to... Uh, and all you need to do is send a file which you convince them to run. You know, so there's a bit of social engineering going on. Uh, now, you know, that could be... Uh, th- these days, you do it through a link or something... But in those days, you know, you sent someone a picture and say, you know, have a look at that. And they double click on the thing that looks a bit like a picture, but it's really inexecutable and they don't realise. Ah, clever. Or make it look like a zip. So they'll open, you know, say there's loads of pictures here and then they'll open it and it runs. And you can even put a thing in so that it is a picture as well. And so the thing you want to run runs silently and then a picture opens and they don't even notice and they go, yeah, that's a crap picture of a cat. Why do you send me that? And you go, oh, no, no reason. <laughs> and then presumably, you know, whatever, whatever anti antiviral software you have will pick this stuff up a year or two later, but not when it's on its new cycle, kind of thing. Yeah, and of course, once you're on the computer, you can disable their virus scanner or tell it tell it that a thing that you've just installed is safe. You know, really? Yeah, potentially. Wow. Again, this is years ago. These days, I think virus scanners are a bit more savvy about this kind of thing. They might have all kinds of access control protections. But, you know, 
nothing about this film's hacking is all that unrealistic. Let's just say that. The only thing I would say is they had a lot of sequences where they're carrying mobile phones around, streaming video. You know, and <laughs> expensively. <laughs> expensively, and, you know, I think you probably have dropouts, and I think it would be difficult to wire up. I'd imagine yeah. it would be, what, uh, £5 per meg, even? <laughs> Something like that? I thought, what were your data costs in 2013? It was I a also pound a meg, wasn't it, or something like that? I don't know how I'd get about. I'd go about attaching a Logitech webcam to someone's forehead and powering it and connecting it to the internet. Trepanic. live. Yeah, because I don't think you could get a Raspberry Pi in those days. Maybe you could. Maybe when did Raspberry Pi come out? Oh, they've been a mini for a while. computer, wouldn't you? Yeah. But how you about need... Social Studies Club score? I, I gave this a seven. I thought it was quite quite relevant and quite quite up to date for its for its time. I'll mark it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's ahead of its time, so I'll give it a seven as well. Yeah, a few mistakes, but we'll allow it. So, an overall score for this film. I scored it a seven. It is a recommend and all the den. Uh, hacked all the den. Yeah, I, I scored it seven in total. I definitely recommend from me. Uh, I thought there's many think points that could be launched from watching this movie, and also in and of itself, it's a, it's it's a thrilling little movie. Rich, how about you? Yeah, boringly, I have to go along with you. I can't disagree. Oh. It has made me think that maybe we should explore more of these screen film type formats. Are there more? Yeah, there are others. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> where are we? Uh, cool. So, a great movie in total, in summary. Yep, a great career ahead of Zachary. That he's thrown away. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's eight years. I mean, how long did it take? Uh, how long did it? Who, who was that weird kid we were talking about a few weeks back? Not called Peace. He had a weird name. Harmony. Oh, Harmony. You know, yeah. Harmony. You know, Harmony. Harmony was famous then. Wasn't famous for a long time. So I'm sure Zach might still have could the come back yeah. to make it. Yeah, come back, kid. Look, Richard. I've got two choices for you next week. I don't know how you feel about these, but Ooh. doubtless you're going to tell me. Yeah. I'm doubtless going to tell you. Two Scandi scarers, okay? One from Iceland, I think, which is I Know You. Uh, okay. Okay, which is uh, a little bit like Magnolia. I don't know if you've seen the movie Magnolia, but scary. No, but I do know the colour or the wallpaper. (laughs) (laughs) And the second choice (laughs) is Funny Games, which may be Swedish, although I can't be certain about that. I think Um, it's Danish. It's Danish. Same thing. Uh, it's all that cosy, cosy scariness. Okay. Uh, funny games. And that's from another year that I don't know. Which will well, your choice be? Well, there is a difficult choice to be made around funny games because Absolutely. there's more than one of them. Oh. Yeah. There's a remake, a US remake, as well as the Danish original. And it's in the Dogma uh, school of film. Did you know on Netflix there's now a remake of Shameless, the TV series from the UK, but set in America? I don't think that was Netflix's doing. I oh. think that was... don't think it was. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, it's out there somewhere. I have heard of that, In yeah. the watchosphere. Let's go with the first one. That isn't name I can't remember. I Know You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Know You, the Icelandic film from... <laughs> I know you from 2019. Is that is that it? Yeah. Have you found it? I'll just watch. Oops, we couldn't find any streaming offers. 
Google is giving me no options to watch it. Well, I can tell you that you can stream it on Virgin and you can rent it on Google Play. Can you? Yes, you can. Eggman Pig, 2017, yeah. Eggman Pig. Vig. Eggman Vig. Okay, Amazon, 249. Google Play, 249. YouTube, 249. Microsoft, 249. There you go. Because <laughs> it's Iceland, yeah, so it's going to look pretty. I know you. Okay, that's next week's movie. Join <laughs> we us. We got there finally. Yes, Phew. do join us. Hooray! See us. Sorry. Stop. About that. <laughs>